Father's Day. How about that for an Australian accent? Been working on it. Uh, it's not that great. Um, but happy Father's Day to all the fathers whose pull-out game is weak. I saw that with, uh, who is it? Joe Biggs. Joe Biggs, has, uh, I guess he made a shirt. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Um, yeah, happy Father's Day to all the fathers, especially all the good fathers um, that are out there. And um, I'm a dad. I think I'm a pretty good one. I got breakfast in bed. I uh, I got a letter from the wife that said so. Said I was a I was a pretty good dad. <sighs> My kids tell me they love me, so I must be doing something right. No shit. There's a guy power washing his car in the rain. I'm on my way to go pay respect to the first father. <laughs> go to church. And, uh, you know, just living in the moment. So happy Father's Day to all those those dads out there. Happy Father's Day to all of those who are going to be dads, who have impregnated a lady, um, but the child has not been born yet. Happy Father's Day to you. It's your job to... Um, help them in their journey to becoming mothers and uh, to not get an abortion and to um, you know, always be there for your kids. They're, number, they're numero uno now, Miguel. They're your priority. Um, you know, I should probably take this time out to talk about a, uh, is this a, I, I still have to make the uncomfortable episode. Um, I made a couple episodes yesterday, but my wife had washed my headphones in the washing machine, which was the saddest story that I had heard yesterday, and, um, I tried to make a couple episodes with it, and then I was going to re-listen. One of them didn't even upload. It was like, fuck this, dude. The, the audio is so bad, we can't even upload it. And, uh, so I couldn't even hear it, and number, in the second one, I don't know, I'm going to have to check it out. So I meant to put one out yesterday. And that was kind of my my um, intent with the the uh, the the whole of the gay episode was to show you that yes I'm <laughs> I promise I'm working on episodes for you uh, it just doesn't always work out that I can get them out uh, you know in a timely fashion so um, all of that being said yeah happy Father's Day um, shit I was gonna say something about Father's Day that now I can't think of. Clean your clean your shut up. Do your shut up? What? What did you say? Clean your shit up. Um as a father, you have to really uh it, listen, dude, you're gonna make all sorts of mistakes. I've made plenty. Let's see, what are the mistakes that I've made as, as a father? Um I've pun <laughs> I've punished my kids when it turns out they weren't lying to me. <laughs> done that a few times um you're gonna dude you're gonna make all sorts of mistakes and i'm not saying like it was the worst thing in the world it was you know time out or something when uh they were telling me the truth um but you become uh let's see gavin mcginnis talks about being a warden because he's got three kids and uh and you you choose and, and this part i will absolutely agree with and i'm and i'm fine with the warden part but he argues that you you're either going to be their friend in the beginning and what is it friend in the beginning and, and parent later or parent in the beginning and friend later yeah i think that's how it goes and uh, i agree with him on that because in the beginning you have to sh your kids are going to they're going to fuck with you man they're they're psychological terrorists growing up i shit you not they're constantly looking for the boundaries they will push and push and push until they find them and uh, and they're really good at manipulating. Like this, I swear, dude, I didn't know it would start as soon as it did for both of my kids, <clears throat> where they would ask me one thing and then I tell them no, and then they go to their mom. So we kind of developed a system. <laughs> and this is kind of where the the idea of the dumb the dumb dad came from. Um, I think, or at least it maybe was one of the factors that added to it. Now it's, well, what did your mom say? Or go ask your mom. 
You know what I mean? Unless I knew it was something that I wasn't cool with, then I'd tell them straight up no, and it doesn't matter what your mom says. Um, of course, then that'll, that could cause a fight between you and the missus, which has happened. Um, and the dads, and, and the, the kids need it, though, man. They need the, they need the father who is the tough, the, uh, the punisher, basically, just obviously not in the death way. Um, and they need the, the nurturing mother. Like, that's what's so shitty about feminists is that, holy fuck, this guy is just just cruising both lanes, man. Both lanes, are you? Huh? Fucking turd. How can you not? Kia. He's in a Kia. Um, not that Kias are bad, but that guy is not representing Kias very well. Oh, shit, where was it? What was I saying? Um, they need the strong father. Who's the Punisher? Oh, oh, the feminists. Yeah, they, they they undermine women. They 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 take the most important aspects of a woman, and they undermine it and they throw it away and they act as if it's oppressive. Uh, Gavin McGinnis was making a really good point the other day. I know I talk a lot about him because I probably listen the most to him. You know why? Because he's funny. He's got a lot of funny shit and he doesn't always focus on the infighting and all that stuff. I mean, he's he's a funny dude. And uh, I'm, I think I'm probably the most like him um, out of any of the other guys. But I like all the other guys too, Alex Jones. I need to start listening to him a little bit more often. I haven't, I haven't been tuning into his stuff. And now I have to go, um, I have to go on his website in order to even listen to him. It sucks. The people are getting their shit taken down as soon as they put it up on YouTube and all that. But, um, but he was pointing out. Calling somebody? My number. My. I'm talking into this, and yet I'm calling myself. This is incredibly odd. Anyway, um, shit. What was I saying? Oh, a lot of fuck up so far this morning, huh? About there's day. Um, yeah, I just totally spaced out. Oh, I got to start listening to Alex Jones. Um, yeah, because he's, he's now he's only on his website, which sucks. Poor guy. Um, but he's a good dude, too. What was Gavin McKinsey? About the late days. Ah, fuck it. I can't remember. Happy Father's Day. Don't be a liberal. Don't be and, and uh, for fathers. This is what is super important. It is the most important for your kids to see you go to church, not so much your wife, but you. And that's not to put down ladies at all, but it's extremely important for your kids to see you read the Bible, to see you pray. Let them catch you. It's a good thing. Holy smokes, church is packed. I'm four minutes late because I'm Irish, and that's what we do. We want to be on time, but it doesn't mean that we're always going to be on time. All the way in the back. Oh, man, where am I? I'm, I'm not even going to get a seat. I'm going to be standing. Um, so it's in, incredibly important for your kids to see you. You're you're the head of the household, man. Take charge of that. And it doesn't mean oppressing your wife. It means just take the leadership role. you got to protect the, the house, man. That's what your job is as a father. you got to bring in money. Uh, sometimes you might not be the breadwinner. That's okay. You still have to protect the house. And you got to show your kids that you believe in God. It's the best thing for them, man. I promise. Uh, and they got to see it from you and with you and in you. Um, so be accountable. Be responsible. And don't be a punk-ass little bitch-ass liberal. And as it goes, I didn't get my last two episodes out on the day that I did it. I think I explained that in the one yesterday. <laughs> Um, anybody that creates content probably knows what I'm going through. Uh, it's a, it's a, you know, you mean well, your intent is there. Um, but you just don't, you can't, you don't always, you don't always get it through. Trying to think of a metaphor for that, but (laughs) I'm coming up with a big old blank on that one. Know what I mean? Uh, so anyway, 
dude, having a beard, which I've had for some time now, and I'm talking years, it doesn't get any easier to have one of these hard-ass face hairs in your mouth. It gets, oh, God, it's, it's, it's just the worst. Um, shit, what was I going to talk about? Oh, so there, I think it's the, there's this movie that's come out, or coming out, and I just watched a trailer for it, and, like, you know how they, it's, it's weird how they do it now, they do a mini trailer, and then they do the trailer, it, it completely defeats the purpose, the purpose, it completely defeats the purpose of the trailer as a whole, um, but, it, so, it's called Ready or Not, I think it's, it's either Ready or Not, yeah, I think it's Ready or Not. And um, it's, it's a, finally a unique story from Hollywood. Uh, I, th- I want to say it's Margot Robbie, but it could, it's, I think it's actually a different chick. But um, I'm not super familiar as to who... Or I haven't seen a whole bunch of Margot Robbie stuff. Uh, I did see Suicide Squad, in which, yeah, she looked pretty damn good in that. But she also had makeup on the, the whole time. And I'm sorry, but it's super hard... For a skinny five, like a five and above, to look bad dressed up as, um, oh shit, I'm drawing a blank. Joker's fucking chick. Oh no. (laughs) I can't believe it. I can't think of her name. (laughs) Fuck me. Yeah, whatever. Her, that chick. So it's super hard. I mean, they've got, they, she's, she is a, a fan favorite at uh, any Comic-Con for cosplay. Uh, but it's really hard. I mean, even some of the chubs um, at cosplay when they dress up like her, they still, I don't know. I think it's the, just this, what is it, the stigma that goes along with her? But anyway, God, it's a fucking, man, I, I jump so far off the boat when I'm doing shit like that. But any, 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 anyhow, uh, yeah, so this trailer is called Ready or Not, and, um, the mini trailer made it look like she was a fucking badass, right, gonna go out, I cannot stress more that these fucking kick-ass broads can beat up dudes and linemen and, and fucking Navy SEALs and all that, I cannot stress it enough. It's, I think it's going to get women hurt. It's really going to make... Like, uh, what is her name? Follette Valarka? Follette Falarka? She's the middle school teacher that's like the head of some Antifa offshoot. Um, she goes out trying to fight these guys. She got arrested because she, uh, there, she was on Tucker Carlson. And he kept showing this video of her coming up and hitting this guy that was over across the street from the police. Uh, I think he was basically counter-protesting um, Antifa and she comes over and starts shouting at her and then she starts trying to beat him up and it's sad it's super sad because she has no power whatsoever I bet it felt I bet it was the most aggravating because she was going to the body that's where she went she was like fuck this I'm going to hit him in the, in the fucking ribs I'm going to really get him I'm going to beat him up and it was nothing it was like a fucking flea like bitch bitch please you know um, if that guy, if men such as you who listen to me, average, me, myself, average dudes, all of a sudden decide, you know what, we've had enough of this shit and we're going to get physical, um, we dominate. We will fucking rip them to shreds. I don't want it to happen. I don't know how much more obvious I can be. I don't know how many more times I got to say it. I don't want it to happen. I don't want to see women beat up. I don't want to see people getting killed. I don't want to see that. I'd really like to go about it the the lawful, the way it's supposed to be, you know? Um, what I would call the American way, right? It's, a, it's That's how you deal with it. And yet the left just keeps fucking pushing for it. They're pushing for war. They're warmongers, man. I thought these fuckers were the ones that were out there fucking saying no war and shit. You know what it was? You know what it was? The whole fucking thing with Vietnam and all that? It was because they were on the other side of the aisle. That's it. That's it. 
That's all it was. It had nothing to do with fucking not liking war, these lion sacks of shit. Because you know what happened? Those motherfuckers ended up becoming professors. And then they they ended up teaching our kids and going and teaching them the extreme, ridiculous liberal shit. And it just kept going more and more. And they would find more people that would finally have enough of it and have a backbone and stand up to them. And then they'd go even more radical. It's the real Americans, the conservatives, the Christians. They're the ones that were no war, except for when it was necessary. And yeah, we got talked into a lot of wars. We got fear-mongered into that shit. That's why fear-mongers aren't good and should, by the way, not be censored, but be brought out into the open. And let people come up and counterpoint that shit. Let the information war happen. That's the type of war I want to see. Is the war of thought. Because if not, it's going to get to the point where guys are going to have enough of this shit. Now, if I had it, if I could plan it out my way, I'd have a lot of people like my sister. Not my oldest sister, um, because she was never really a fighter. And that's not anything against her, because I know she's going to listen to this. Even though she kicked the shit out of me my whole life until I was 13... And I'm not kidding, dude. She had me, oh my God, one time she had me belly down and had me in a headlock. I was eight. She's 10 years older than me, okay? So she she had, she was at the, the, the pinnacle of her strength. I was an eight-year-old boy <laughs> where a girl just a few years older than me could kick my ass. You know, if she was like a fucking uh, cyborg Santos or some shit like that. Um... My sister had me, like I said, belly down, in a headlock, in like a fucking schoolyard headlock, you know, where she was, she was, her body was kind of towards my head. Had me in one of those fucking headlocks. Now, my sister didn't, she had a case of scoliosis, if that makes sense, and so she had surgery, so it fixed it, so that she wouldn't get it. And uh, she still, I think she still has metal rods in her back. I'm fairly certain that's, that's the case. Well, my heels, when they came up off, like, came up, would kind of almost touch her back. And I remember her, like I felt her back and she goes, don't do it. I swear to God, don't do it. And uh, and then she fucked with me some more. So this goes back on her because she fucking did it. And she like did something. I think she maybe fucking got me in the ear or something. And I fucking hauled off and like reverse donkey kicked her right in the back with my heel. Right in that spot. And holy fuck, the rain of hellfire that came down on the back of my fucking head, thanks to my sister, um, every time, and she was, she was straight up, I mean, somebody taught her how to fucking hit like a man, I'm not kidding, dude, she had a serious, it wasn't like one of those fists where her thumb's over on the left side, you know, like, uh, like you'll see some guys do, (laughs) no, this was a goddamn man's fist. And uh, she was fucking cracking the hell out of the back of my head. And every time she'd hit the back of my head, well, where did I have to go? I was belly down. I was facing the fucking floor. So my goddamn forehead would crack off the floor and right back up. And as soon as it came up, guess what it got met with? Another fucking set of fucking girly grandma knuckles. Jesus, she used to kick the shit out of me as I was a kid. Woo! And she still wasn't the fighter compared to my other sister. And I don't know how that happens because as I remember, my younger, my youngest older sister would get beat up by my older sister. It doesn't make a fucking lick of sense. It's like a weird, weird fighter's triangle of some sort. But anyway, back to the point. If I had it my way, I'd have a whole bunch of my youngest older sisters. I'm 36. You would imagine I would have come up with the title of that by now and I still haven't. I'd have a whole bunch of chicks like that, like my youngest older sister, who, like maybe five of them, just enough to set the tone. That way, when one of these crazy Antifa leftist liberal fucking feminist bitches would come up and talk some shit, I'd sick them. And by the way, this is how me and my sister are for the most part, for the most part, is, uh, well, really either one of them, they say go, we go. My sister told me, like, this fucking dude's over here fucking with me. Go kick his ass. It's game on. I got to go fight. That's just what it is. 
and vice versa. Like I had my first, I remember it was my first love and she didn't treat me very well or whatever. And you know, it didn't end very good. And I didn't know this until later because nobody tells me anything in my family. Uh, my mom, I think it was my mom had to talk both of them down from going and kicking the shit out of her. I think that's what it was. I, somebody, again, nobody tells me shit. So I have to hear bits and parts of stories. Um, and that was the case, but I've always known, uh, that my youngest older sister, um, and even my oldest sister, but me and her hated each other until I was 18. So she was 28. So 18 years of pure hatred for one another. I mean, now we get, we get along great and, uh, we have a ton of fun at, at fucking get togethers and shit. Um. But back then, she'll tell you, dude. She, the, one time, let me get this out. One time when I was five years old, I hope she hears this shit. Brain, fucking let her hear it. <laughs> I have told this story almost every year of my life. As far as I can think, it's, a, it's been every year of my life since this shit has happened. I was five years old, so my sister was 15. Um, my parents had left, and I just got a brand new puppy. Well, who would ever leave a five-year-old in charge of cleaning up after a dog? Whether it chewed up something, whatever it may be. Who the fuck would do that? Well, my parents wouldn't, which is why I had my sisters babysitting me. So my parents were gone, and my dog... You're just going to know what what happened, sort of. My dog shit on the floor. And my sister came up, and she didn't want to clean it. And I don't know what my other sister was doing because she always, my youngest older sister, always looked out for me. She, you know, like if my if my oldest sister were like giving me shit or whatever, my youngest older sister, I have to ask them their goddamn stage names because this is getting out of hand. Uh, the oldest sister would always like fuck with me, right? Make me do shit. Now I get it. I was probably annoying. All right, I get that. I'm not trying to put that aside. I'm very certain I was pretty pretty annoying so my youngest older sister would come up and just do whatever it was so that I didn't have to do it my my oldest sister would quit fucking with me well this particular case I don't know where my youngest older sister was but she was not in the vicinity or I think she would have helped me and so my oldest sister said you're going to clean up that dog shit and I go no I'm not I remember this like verbatim I go no I'm not she goes, yes, you are. And of course, we went through the rigmarole of like, no, you're not. Yes, you are. Well, la, 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 la. Until finally, she goes, you are going to do it or else I'm going to stick your goddamn forehead in that shit. <laughs> I go, no, you're not. You, do, you can't do that. It's not going ha- to happen. Well, uh, long story short, I ended up with shit on my fucking forehead. Who does that to a five-year-old? Sinister. She is my sinister sister. Well, she was my sinister sister. Yeah, see, I was going to go with that nickname, but I can't do it now because she's she's actually quite pleasant to be around. Back then, man, holy fuck. And and I and we've been try, I've been trying to get her to do a podcast whenever she's up, and she never wants to do it. She thinks we're kind of gay <laughs> for doing it. Oh, by the way, uh, and this actually all three of them played along in for the most part. Um, it's a surprise that I didn't turn out gay. The amount of, of times that all of, both of my sisters and my mom would call me and my best friend gay. They called us, they had a nickname for us. We were the backstreet fags. The backstreet fags is what they called us. Um, that's what I got to live with. No father around just two older sisters and a mom that would, would constantly... My mom still to this day calls me gay. Of course, I <laughs> I push the envelope about as much as I can. Um, so anyway, long story short, as I I think that's the second or third time I've said that. I'd have a whole bunch of my youngest older sisters around me. Just enough, like I said, to set the tone. That way when one of these crazy leftist feminists come up and start some shit, I'd be like, sick them, and they'd fuck her up. That way, you, what are you going to say? What are you going to say to me? I didn't hit her. You know what I mean? My my ladies did. My ladies fucked them up. Fucked her up. And then, who's going to come and fuck with me then? Because as soon as the men come up, I'm going to fuck them up. 
right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna treat the Antifa with the utmost prejudice. Oh man, I had so much other stuff I was gonna talk about. I left my list at home and I forgot. Um, see, I want to say Derail. I kind of want that. <laughs> I kind of want that to be his nickname. Daryl had pointed out a couple of things for me. Um, now this. <laughs> Uh, very important things that I should have known and that I messed up on. So I'm going to give it to Daryl on this one. Damn it, Daryl. You got me. All right. I said a few things that I was wrong about in one of my last podcasts. Aya Stark, who I'm surprised I've actually, I keep getting her name right, killed... Fuck! Something Frey. I got it in my things, but it's the Frey guy. You know what? I just, I don't care anymore. <laughs> I'm not gonna fucking... Something Frey. You know who it is. If you watch the series, you know who the fuck I'm talking about. Two other things. Uh, it wasn't Instagram that caught, that uh, put the Christians on the porn list. It was... Pinterest. Yes, yeah, I got, yeah, totally fucked up that one. But it was still a social network. Um, it was still a social networking platform. And it was one of the ones that nobody really gives a shit about. Uh, but, but, uh, what's the other one? Damn it. Oh, it wasn't Spencer's. It was Hot Topic. Although I feel as though I've seen some leather at Spencer's. But, yeah, it's Hot Topic is what I meant when I was talking about the goth guy that I looked at weird and he, was, he got all bit, all bitchy, you know. Oh, I know what you're doing. Everybody knows what you're doing. Daddy didn't love you a month, enough. A month? Daddy didn't love you a month, you pussy. And Mommy didn't give you enough hug. God, it is hot in this motherfucker. Oh, great. Good. I'm not the only one running late. I love text messages, but then again, I don't. Oh my God, it's so fucking hot in here. Oh, there we go. Turn it down. It's 74 degrees out. I should be running with the windows down, but see if I did that, I wouldn't be able to podcast. Wouldn't be able to podcast correctly. Uh, Oh, that's another thing. So my wife, uh, usually I'm not, I mean, I guess I kind of am. I do like mugs. I'm one of those weird people that's okay with getting a mug for Father's Day or any present, Christmas, whatever. And, uh, and my, my wife got me a mug with my kids. They all got me one. Oh, man, I didn't write it down. But it, it was, she was like, you're going to like it. And I'm like, all right, well, it's a mug. You know, how much can I like it? I, I fucking love this mug. I love it to death. Why? Because it has Donald Trump... A caricature of Donald Trump doing the OK sign. And I can't do his voice very well, so just hang in there with me as I do it. It says something to the like of, likeness of, you're a very great dad. You're wonderful. Everybody knows it. Ask anyone, they would all agree. See, I told you, it's not a very good accent. I got to work on that one. I also got to work on the... Australian, and I really got to tighten up my Scottish. The Scottish, I got to go real slow. I even fucked that one up. Um, I got to go really slow when I do it. It's like, uh, well, the best I can compare it to is Gavin McGinnis's dad, or at least Gavin McGinnis's impression of his father and uh, and doing it. Motherfucker, what are you going to hit me with your Kia? What's the deal with Kias lately? Everybody in a Kia drives like an asshole. Dick, and you're fucking Optima. Yeah, I'm looking at you. What, do you want to get out of the car and do something? It's a chick. (laughs) We wouldn't. Anyway, um, so that was a wonderful gift. God, anything with Trump on it from here on. uh, I never knew this. So I had a a tie that I had gotten from, for a wedding like 10 years, about 10, almost 10 years ago. I think it was eight years ago because it was, yeah, it was something. Um, It was right after my son was born. And uh, it was a white tie. It was a pretty nice tie. But I'm always like, what the fuck does this go with? It goes with everything. Every shirt I have, it goes with. 
And I never knew why after I started wearing it. I was like, I'm just going to wear it. And it looks, oh, holy shit, it looks great. You know what I mean? One of those things where you're like, how the fuck good could this look? And then you get in front of a mirror and you're like, God, I didn't think I looked that good, but I do. That's what it does. And I never knew why until I looked at, I was, I was just sitting, I was at another wedding, by the way. I'm just sitting there fucking around. And uh, I, I kind of wish that I had the balls to be a, a wedding crasher because I, I love eating and what's at a wedding. It's the number one thing. You fucking get fed. Yeah, you got to give $50, I don't, $100, whatever. I go to, you know, working class weddings. Um, they feed you and I love it. So I'm just sitting there fucking around. I look at the tag. What does it say? Donald J. Trump motherfucker <laughs> so I wear it all the time all the time and to the point where now I've got stains on it and I gotta think of how to get those out maybe soda water bleach I don't want to go too much bleach but you get the, you get the idea um, I've got a Donald Trump tie and that's why that fucking thing looks good with everything um, yeah I oh shit nobody's over there whoo buddy Ooh, I almost missed my exit. That's what happens when you get it too far into thought while driving. Um, What else can I talk about? I'm just in the podcasting mood. Oh, this is... I've noticed this. And for the longest time... I mean, I've always kind of been a a guy that's kind of easygoing. You know, can have fun and laugh and shit and all like that. And it's because a long time ago, I finally thought to myself, like... I want I want to I want to attempt every day to have a good day, like a flat out good day. And when I put myself in that mentation, I started getting further away from like the brooding and deep teenager, you know, always always sad and fucking scowling and mad and all that shit. And there was times I I couldn't get past it, you know, the bad feelings or whatever, but it was Doing that on my own, which I thought I was pretty proud of myself for, I, I ended up becoming a pretty, you know, easygoing guy. I, I could deal with stress and shit like that. I could let stuff roll off my my shoulders um, a lot easier. And, uh, eh, as of a, you know, past, I don't know, probably since I got with my first wife, um, you know, fucking reality hits you pretty hard in some areas, especially if you're not making money or... Uh, you go through a divorce or something along those lines. And uh, it, it kind of gets a little bit harder to have a great day every day, you know. Um, but I've noticed that, and I know this sounds so weird, and I've, I've thought it was weird as I'm going through it. I have to give the thanks to Marty and Michael. It's so dumb that I'm saying this right now. But in watching these guys, and I think it's the one episode that they have where they laugh away the pain. And it just kind of dawned on me to try to laugh shit away and be in a better mood because, dude, I've had times lately um, where I couldn't, I just couldn't get happy and I didn't know why. You know, it's like, all right, well, I'm going to go smoke some weed and I'm going to go, you know, play video games. I tried to revert back to, and it works to an extent, of doing shit, little shit that makes me happy, you know, watching some funny videos or whatever it may be. Um, but you know how it is living in fucking crazy upside down clown world, clown political world anymore. Like shit will fucking get you depressed. And, uh, especially, you know, doing any, any research on conspiracy theories and like that, or shit like that, it'll really kind of depress you. So, um, after watching that one episode, I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I guess I'm going to try that. You know, when something bad happens, I'm going to try and laugh my way out of it. Or make a fucking, you know, a joke of it or some shit like that. Dude, my outlook on life went up. It inclined. It went up. Um, I can deal with shit a little easier when I purposely make the decision to laugh myself out of some shit. You know, or just go, you know what, fuck it, fuck it. Say something, do something that uh, makes it a little bit better. Try to laugh your way out of it. And uh, I think that's just some, some life advice that I'm going to give to you and let you try to do the same thing. Just laugh your way out of that stupid shit, you know? Life is fucking too short to be sitting around all sad sack and and, uh, and depressed and uh, things of that nature. So don't do it. Laugh your way out of it. But, you know, don't take... you got to get serious from time to time, you know? you got to throw down when you got to throw down. 
got a fucking paid the Pied Piper. Oh, oh, I brought back the Pied Piper. Anyway, um, yeah, shit like that. So uh, try to laugh your way through the bad shit and see how it works for you. Oh, the pain too. And yes, I still do. I have not talked to Brain yet. Of course, I don't think Brain's going to want to do it. Uh, Brain's just a tad, a smidge older than me. Um, I'm, I'm, I actually get myself nervous thinking about doing this. Uh, so I guess I got to talk to Airbender, um, cause he's younger and I think he might be up for it. I don't know. Um, but I got to find somebody to do this with and, uh, you know, laughing through the pain type shit and, uh, and see how it works. So, uh, I'll keep you updated after I talk to these fuckheads, these fucking fuckheads that I'd I'll go ahead and say it. I love them. I love them. It's queer. I don't care. I'm not gay. You're gay. Um, yeah, and I'll keep you updated. I just got to my destination. So uh, be accountable. Be responsible. Don't be liberal. And just when I thought that I didn't have anything, um, anything big going on, you know, to talk about, I get on the tweeter and what do I see? Kyle Kashev has had his admissions rescinded. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I just started this, and I can't think of the fucking name of things. I'm not going to open up my computer because I don't want to. I'm I'm going to smoke marijuana, and I'm going to go over here and play some Call of Duty until I get pissed off (laughs) because I'm fucking 14-year-old. Um, shoots me in the ass and talks shit to me. And yes, I wear the I wear the earpiece. It didn't sound right. I wear the earpiece. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I think that's what it is. He had his rescinded is the right word. Admission. Sure. Yeah. Kyle Kashiv. So Kyle Kashiv um, has has basically been kicked out of fucking Harvard. Which, if you ask me, I think it's a, uh, ooh, I'm a little tired. It's 1120. Um, it's a blessing in disguise. Um, yes, I understand what Harvard is, an Ivy League school, but, ah, uh, dude, college sucks, man. Start your own. Start your own shit. Start your own stuff. He, um, I mean, I don't know. It sucks. It sucks for him. I know he wanted to go. Um, and he probably would have done really well, too, but... So he got kicked out. Oh, my God. Here we go. Still tired. I think I'm sick. I got a scratchy throat. Um, so he uh, he got kicked out because when he was 16, so two years ago, um, he, I guess, made some racist comments somewhere about something, again, here's another lesson, don't ever fucking apologize, ever, you know what you should do, is when they come, when they bring this shit to your doorstep, tell them to go fuck themselves, that is the best thing that you can possibly do, they are going to fricassee you, no matter what your opinion, or I'm sorry, your apology, as I say, I'm sorry, your apology doesn't matter to these fucking psychopaths. They are weak-minded, weak-willed pieces of shit. And um, they've always wanted to be strong, but they don't want to put in the time. They're, they're cowards are what they are. And they love teaming up and they love getting people. They love, they love thinking that they're tough. They've never a day in their life um, done anything that can be considered heroic, but they want to be a hero. They want to get it without putting in the work and without actually putting themselves into, um, real danger. Now, am I saying that all liberals or all heroes aren't liberal? No, I'm not saying that. There's always exceptions to the rule. Overwhelmingly, though, no. Overwhelmingly, the majority, the vast majority of people in the military are not liberal. People in the um, fire department are not liberal. People in the the police are not liberal. Uh, things of that nature. So, um, 
and especially with the newer generations that are coming out, these motherfuckers, they want to bully. They want to jump on the pile. Um, they want uh, the reward, but they just don't want to take the risk and, and go through it. And so they go after poor kids like this. Now, I remember um, when the scooting, the, the scooting, the school, school, good God, I'm not, I haven't even smoked yet. I'm fucked up. The school shooting, I remember it happening. And David Hogg, that little faggot, um, came out and uh, spoke out against guns and went after the NRA and everybody went after Dana La- Dana Lash Dana Lash Dana Loesch, um, Hottie, she's about a eight. Um, I don't know. It's, yeah, for some guys, I'm sure she's probably a ten or a nine. Nah, I'm gonna put her at about an eight, even though I, I am into. Uh, to uh, brunettes, um, but yeah, so David Hawk came out, nobody can mention any of the other people, you can't even visualize the faces of the other four, there was, oh, I almost had her head, her head, I almost had her name in my head, I can see her face, I can see her buzzed haircut, her fucking fruity little feminist buzzed haircut, oh, she's so angry at her parents too, she hates, she hates so many people. Um, always dressing in, like, combat boots. I mean, she is, <laughs> she is, <laughs> she's the epitome of, um, a new age feminist. Anyway, uh, I remember her name, damn it, her name just hit, went through my head again. Her and, uh, and David Hogg, and everybody remembers those two. Nobody can remember the other two that were with them. Now, if you can, get for you, always exceptions to the rule, as I just mentioned. Um... But I remember, you know, people going after them and talking shit to them and trying to debate them and shit. And the left going up in an uproar. How dare you ever go against a kid, talk against the kids who had to survive a school shooting. First off, David Hogg wasn't there. David Hogg didn't survive shit. David Hogg is a fucking opportunist, pussy, faggot who has never survived anything. He is a bitch, and he's bitch-made, because his mom and dad are bitches, and they made his punk ass. They made a fucking weasel, is what they made. They should be very proud to make such a fucking cunty little faggot son. Um, but now that Kyle Kashuv has had this thing happen to him, where people are pointing out, I don't know what he said, I can't find it anywhere. Uh, what I'm understanding so far is that he was on some Facebook group from school and it was like some dank me. It was like a meme competition and you had to come in with these really fucking extreme memes, um, which are just fucking jokes and the left cannot take a joke. They can't, they don't even understand humor. Their humor is sitting there and telling you about how much of a victim they are and being as serious as possible. And that's that's comedy, apparently, for them. They are really shitty at it. Um, or saying, you know, orange man bad. Uh, so this poor kid had did this shit when he was 16. And now some of it's coming out. Now, I, from what I've seen... Now, I haven't delved too far into this because I really... It's it's just... It, it's a fucking waste of time. This is, this is an example of why you don't apologize. And I think that 100% of this is, is because he apologized. Now, let me dial that back. Maybe about um, 65%, if I'm really thinking about it, is because he apologized. Um, And fucking celebrities went after this kid, too. What the fuck are you doing in life? You've you've reached stardom. You've got money. You've got fucking people who like you. You probably got a blue check mark. Why the fuck are you fucking with this kid? The only reason I'm talking about it is because of the double standard, the massive double standard in what the left is doing. That's the only reason I'm talking about it. Like I said, this is a blessing in disguise for this kid. You Trust me, you don't want to go. I've been, well, Harvard? Have I been to Harvard? Not going to study. Um, I've been to Yale to party. Twice? I feel like two times. Yeah, I've been there twice. I had a buddy um, who we're really not buddies anymore, which is sad because he was a good dude. His first name, John, spelled J-O-N, which a lot of people in England like to spell it that way. I'm not a big fan of it. I like the traditional J-O-H-N. I don't know. Maybe the English don't like writing H's. 
the only real reason I can think of why you wouldn't spell it that way. Anyway, um, he's a good dude. He looks like Colin Farrell, like a midget version of Colin Farrell. <laughs> um, that fucker got so much ass. Oh, Jesus, he had a pot belly on him too. But he had like a, he had a Guido, he had a, a, a Guy Fox mustache. And like, like, a, fuck, what do you call it? Just like ch the chin hair and the mustache. Anyway, um, we got into a debate about God. And, uh, and we're, we never really recovered after that. He said some fucked up shit. Um, I feel like I didn't say that much of a fucked up, sh that much fucked up shit, but I did. But I, you know what, dude, I'm still willing to be friends and, and, uh, he's a little bit more liberal. God, I was there for him too, man. That's sad. That's sad. Anyway, um, where was I going with that? Oh, uh, I went to Yale and partied with those guys. Uh, what's funny is, within his group of friends, one of them went up and fucking punched a gay kid that he knew was gay. Fucking walked up and punched him in the fucking face for being gay. I didn't know he was going to do it. And I don't think his friends did either, but they were all friends with him. So should we? Should I condemn him for that? Not the friend that punched the dude. He was a dick. I didn't like him anyway. He was a real cunt. But, um... My buddy John, should I condemn him for that? Because he was friends with him. And he was, like, like tight friends with him. Um, I guess he ended up uh, getting charged with a hate crime. Now, this is back in uh, 2003? Yeah, because I was already in Michigan. So it was, like, 2003. I think I was living with my dad at the time. The first time. Anyway. Um, yeah, but... No, the answer is no. I shouldn't condemn my friend, nor nor the rest of their group of friends, who, for the most part, were pretty good guys. They were all rich. Fucking rich. God damn it, they were rich. Um, this is this is money that I have never known. Uh, they, these fuckers. Uh, John, his dad, um, he, they were in the States because his dad was a fucking songwriter. And, uh, I had met him, I had met John in Tennessee, um, and his dad had uh, was obviously in like Nashville around around Nashville because he wrote fucking music. Um, I can't think of this, dude. The, the entertainment industry is so vast. It's so funny because his dad. I mean, like I said, they were rich, but his dad wrote these fucking songs that if you heard it, you knew what it was. But I can't even think of the fucking person that sang it. You know what I mean? Like it's. It, but that's the music industry. There's so much to it. And uh, where somebody can do such low-key shit and still just fucking make so much money. Anyway. Um, and uh, John, what did he do? Um, he was at Yale for film. Um, funny story. Weird story of why I wrote the book is uh, I've, I've always... I, I take writing all the way back into high school. I remember taking a test. I think I've talked about this. I remember taking a test where they uh, they uh, gauged your ability to read and then rewrite something. And uh, you got the best score you could get was a six. I got a five because of punctuation. Um, and the teacher even said, like, I wanted to give you a six, but I couldn't, obviously, because of your punctuation. You missed a few, I don't know, apostrophes or fucking commas or something. Um, and so I knew I had something then, uh, I just didn't really know that I wanted to write. And then John, he was, uh, he was going for screenplay writing, I guess. I don't know if that's the, if that's, I think maybe it was drama. I don't know. Something like that. But I knew that he was like really focused on becoming a, a screenplay writer. And, uh, and he ended up, um, not doing that. I mean, he worked for a couple of real big production studios, uh, but he ended up going and doing something else, and, um, I remember, this is sad, this is one of the first times I remember getting real sad about it, about me and his friendship, I'm going off on a major fucking side, side thing, oh, I was gonna talk about the types of music I like too, because I don't think I've ever, ever even mentioned that, um, but anyway, so, I remember I was going, I, uh, I all of a sudden, Oh, I, I wanted to take a certain horror movie franchise 
and link it all together because my biggest pro like I love horror movies, but my biggest problem with horror movies is that they fucking they they just fuck it up. They fuck up the story. It's so many different sequels and then different storylines. It's almost like comic books and the stupid fucking different universes that they have. It bothers the shit out of me, dude. Um, and so I was going to write a screenplay that that put them all together. And uh, I, I think I told him I was doing it. And instead of, like, any kind of um, sincere, like, happiness, genuine happiness for me and doing and attempting to do something like that because it interested me, he was, like, fucking kind of jealous. He was kind of pissy that I was, like, getting into a territory that was his. And it just kind of, I don't know, kind of fucking made me sad, you know, that a friend who I considered at that time one of my best friends um, would fucking do that, you know? Like, get get pissy that I was in his territory. Like, I, if I ever have a friend that, that wants to do, I don't know, take, uh, take um, starting a podcast, like, I, I'm fucking all about it. Like, let me help you, you know? What can I do to help you? Uh, and I just didn't get that. And I remember when I started, when I later um, came up with the concept of writing a book. Uh, how was it? No, I started writing the book at the end. I started at the end. And then I remember talking to him about it again, you know, trying to share with somebody who's done this or started a story of some sort, I guess. And kind of telling him, I wasn't worried about it. I wasn't going to him for the advice, but I was just kind of telling him that I didn't know how to start it. And I remember he kind of fucking, I don't know, scolded, scolded me in a way. And, um, and that just kind of fucking, kind of, uh, made me f fucking feel sad again. It was like a, um, I don't know, just kind of caught off guard by it, you know, where you would hope that a friend, because he had always been before, like, a, we'd, I remember me and him would sit and fucking talk for hours out in, in, you know, in the Tennessee night, we just, me and him would just be sitting there, um, smoking through fucking packs of cigarettes, telling stories to each other, and, you know, he came from England, so he'd tell me all these stories of England, I'd tell him all these stories of all the different places that I'd been in, in, uh, in the U.S., you know, in New York, and, and, uh, Michigan, and fucking all over Tennessee, and, and, uh, shit like that, so, you know, we had a, a really good friendship, and then, I don't know, it was just, time, I don't know, time apart and him, like, going back to his rich friends and shit, you know, and, uh, it was, uh, a lot, I guess, from what I understand, is that England is, uh, still kind of segregated by class over there, so, like, rich people can't hang out with poor people and shit like that, and, uh, and I kind of saw it, you know, like, when he, uh, especially when he graduated, um, and he wasn't finding any real work, like work that he wanted to put his his uh, degree into. This is a fucking sad thing. I mean, it's always sad when you lose a friend, you know, or when somebody like fucking they're not who you thought they were, and uh, and um, and it really happened, and it really came to a head when uh, when we had our our debate over religion and shit, and, and, uh, the difference was, is that I was more than willing to stay being friends, I don't give a fuck, dude, you could throw a punch at me, um, fuck, dude, we can have a nice, nice knuckle duster, and, uh, and at the end of it, if you're still willing to be friends, I'm more than willing to be friends, you know, like, that's, that's what friends are supposed to be, you're supposed to be able to go through, go through shit together and come out the same at the end, you know, none of this fucking giving up shit. I don't know. I feel like maybe that could also be because of uh, growing up the way that I did and having, you know, having lived through, uh, let's see, what was it, 30 years? 31 years? 31 years. No, it wasn't that long. It wasn't until I was uh, eight that I noticed uh, my dad giving up on my sister. So, um, so eight to 31. I'm not doing the math right now. Um... 23? Yeah, whatever. Um, that long of my life, uh, developing a complex of, uh, an abandonment complex, daddy issues, you know, and, uh, and really looking at loyalty and, and trying to understand what it is and what it's really supposed to be. 
and uh, and then also <laughs> fucking finding out I didn't have it. I didn't have people who had loyalty to towards me. That's kind of, that kind of fucking hurts a little bit, you know, when somebody fucking decides you're not worth it. Um, you know, somebody that you thought was, which is like why when it comes to brain and uh, and you know the. Uh, my best friend and, and my my other best friend. I've got a couple, and uh, like I'll always be loyal to them because I know what it's like to have somebody not be loyal to you and uh, and and turn the back on you. It's uh, it's a fucking pain, dude. That uh, doesn't really go away very quickly. Anyway, God, that was that was a real long tangent away from what I was talking about, which is Kyle Kashuf. Jesus, I made that all about me. God, what a selfish prick. So anyway, Kyle Kashuv, um Yeah, dude, like, you should be able to, one, grow and all that stuff. Like, he was 16 when he said that shit. What did he say, nigger? Oh, big deal. You know? Like, God, what do you think... What do you think fucking teenage boys are doing? They're doing everything you tell them not to do. Um, yeah, sure, white boys are gonna be walking around saying the word nigger. Big fucking deal. Get the fuck over it. Oh, he's a racist. No, they're not a racist. You told them not to say it. They're gonna fucking say it. You'll t- you, you tell them that's what fucking teenage years are about. It's about angst and rebellion and shit like that. And when you tell them not to do something, that's what they're gonna do. You tell them not to do drugs, guess what they're gonna do? They're gonna do drugs. You tell them not to drink, guess what they're do- gonna do? They're gonna drink. Tell them not to have sex, they're gonna Tons of sex, especially when they find find out like how good it makes them feel. I'm not saying it's good. I'm telling you, it, or I'm saying it's how good it makes them feel. When you've held something back from someone and then they feel that thing for the first time, it's fucking radical. All right, it's awesome. Sex, oh, holy shit. Uh, first time I got high. <laughs> The world started going up. I shit you not. What was happening was I started looking up. It hit me I was high. And it was like I was in a movie theater. And all of a sudden the screen started going up. So I put out my arms, my hands in front of me, and I started to pull it down. And it worked, sort of. Um... Because I started looking at my arms, and then as my arms were going down, my eyesight was following my... It was my eyesight. My eyesight was... I just started looking up, and then I noticed I was looking up, and everything started getting literally higher. (laughs) I literally got high (laughs) as I was literally getting high. That's insane. (laughs) I'm about to get high right now. Why not? Late night nugget, motherfucker. So yeah, they said he was saying like slurs and shit. Um, who the fuck cares, dude? I mean, honestly, was he? I mean, this is the this is the difference between <clears throat> somebody saying racial slurs. I still to this day don't know what a zipper. I mean, I know what is who is targeted when they call him a zipperhead. <coughs> I don't know what a zipperhead means, so <coughs> I don't know how that's a <coughs> shit. How that's a slur. Um here's a weird one. What um which came first, the word nigger or the country Niger? I swear to god, I thought that that was uh where the word nigger came from was the word, or the the country Niger, I was like, that's, so that's just what, is that what the first slave owners thought, that, um, that all black people are from, is from the country, and so that's what they called, I swear to God, you know what, I am, my lappy toppy, uh, oh, and what I meant was, um, so there's a difference between going around, um, you know, lynching black people and mistreating black people and shit like that. And, um, you know, saying the word nigger in a rap song or, uh, or just saying it to yourself in a, in a, in a, uh, 
a car or something. Um, one is a racist, while the other uh, is somebody that's doing something that they were told not to do. Uh, it's there is such a massive difference between the two. Like I said, I don't think the left really has ever run into actual real racists. They've they've created their TV shows and their movies and uh, their their ideal of what a racist is, and it is nothing close um, to what a real racist actually is. Um, or I shouldn't say nothing close. I mean, it's it's like a, a hyperbolic version of what an, an actual racist person is. Um, well, we've done, we're Vice, and we've done a documentary. Dude, you're Vice, and you're almost out of fucking money. Disney gave you $400 million, and you shoved it up your ass and shit it out as actual poo. Not poo covered water, uh, money. Actual poo. Vice sucks. It could have been so cool, too. Um, but yeah, so Vice does stupid documentaries on some of the, or on a, on a, on a couple of people. I swear to God, dude, like, Gavin McGinnis is absolutely right. Uh, the racists in this country are, are like, maybe a hundred thousand. Uh, you have a hundred thousand racists. Real, ra- you know what, let's, let's give them a little more. Let's say 250,000. Tops. 250,000 white racists. Uh, neo-Nazis, uh, Ku Klux Klan members, total. And I think I'm giving them about 150,000, maybe 200,000. Uh, when did Niger become a country? Mm, boom. Holy shit. <laughs> I was way off. It was about uh, 95 years after slavery was abolished in the United States of America. Um, August 3rd, 1960. Uh, so I was way off on that one. History of Niger. Well, what the fuck, man? Why did they, why did they name it Niger? One came after the other. And um, you'd imagine, I mean, back in the 1960s, people were still pretty pissed off at if a white person called a black person a nigger. That was just... That was still a thing. Like, that was a thing. Not still a thing. That was a thing. That was, like, around the time that it became a thing. Right? I think. I don't know. I was born in 82, so... Humans have lived in what is now Niger from the earliest times. Two point... Two... Oh, my God. Here we go. Two point three... I'm sorry. Two, two, three point five million years ago. How do you know that? How do you know that? And why is there a slack? Can you give us, like, an exact time, you fucking twats? God, I hate that. I hate hearing <laughs> how, how old scientists say the Earth is. Because they don't, they literally have nothing that can actually tell them. Neil deGrasse Tyson is lying to you if he says he does. There is nothing. Yes, this is another tangent that I'm going on for this for 27 minutes. Um... Carbon dating, carbon, I'm sorry, carbon 12, carbon 14, carbon whatever dating is basically coming into a room and seeing a burnt out um, candle. How tall was the candle? You have no fucking clue. You know it was taller than it is. However, you have no idea how tall it actually was. That's carbon-14 or carbon-12 dating. Any kind of carbon dating. That is exactly what it is. The best thing that any scientist can say there is, is um, the Hubble theory of the space, um, the expansion of space. And they take the formula and the speed in which it goes, and then they reverse that, and now you have the Hubble theory. Or the Hubble formula, whatever. Um, Hubble theory formula? Hmm. The thing is, thanks to uh, fucking little douchebag nerd um, Kraus, uh, fuck, what's his name? First name, something Kraus. The thing is, is that he discovered that not only is the universe expanding, but it's expanding at a faster pace. What that means is, you have no fucking clue to how old the universe is. Arguably, arguably, and I'll go on their side, it's actually older 
than what they say it is. And let's let's look that shit up now that we're doing a fucking science experiment. How old is the Earth? God, I can do such a better German accent than that. The age of the Earth. Oh, I can't do Earth. The age of the Earth. Earth. Oh. <laughs> 4.54. What? No, I thought it was 5 point something. Four. Oh, no, it was 4 point... I'm sorry, 4.543, I think. Dude, by the way, these are, oh, 4.567. Okay, what's the 6.7? Like, that's still hundreds of thousands of years. I think it's actually millions, but um, it's still hundreds of thousands of years. Uh, that's a lot of fucking slack, dude. I mean, if you're going to shit on me for not being able to uh, explain everything in the Bible, or anyone being able to explain everything in the Bible with the exception of God, um, if you're going to be that hard on me for that, then you need to be able to fucking tell me down to the day, motherfucker, how old the earth is and how old the universe is. Uh, why I used, uh, what's his name, Neil deGrasse Tyson is because he argued that you can Okay, where is it? It's nowhere. There's nothing. There's literally nothing that can show you exactly how old the, earth, the universe is or the earth. It's just like the sun, dude. I keep trying to bring this up. They have no idea what's in the center of the sun. And yes, yet you will see diagrams on uh, in, in science books and astrology books that say that they know what's in the center of Pluto, I'm sorry, not Pluto, Saturn, or Mars, or the Sun, they have no fucking clue. How the fuck can you tell me what's in the center of the Sun, you cunt, when we haven't been within 270 million miles of it? Let me double check that. I think I just got that number wrong, too. How far is the Sun from the Earth? Earth? Did I get it right? God, I, you know what? I'm put on the point. This is this makes me a bad actor. Wow, I was way off. Oh, that's what I keep meaning to say. 70 million. We haven't been within 70 million miles of the Earth. Of uh, the um, sun. Oh, and they have no real idea of knowing how many light years past one light year something is. They have no fucking clue. There's no way of doing it. Zero, zip, zilch. They have no way of measuring how far away more than a light year is. And even a light year, they have a hard time doing. And I would argue they don't. They have no idea of measuring how far a light year is. Um, I know that, that uh, the... the uh, um, God damn it, what is it? Macroevolution scientists? Oh my God, Jesus. I'm high. That's what it is. <laughs> so, anyway, um, Kent Hovind. Uh, yes, a lot of the uh, macroevolution scientists hate him and would try to discredit him. He's absolutely right. He's not the only one that says it, but uh, he's absolutely right when it comes to uh, <clears throat> light years and, and distance and things of that nature. Really, really good. Um Really, really good guy. Anyway, yeah, this thing about Kyle Kashyyyk is uh, fucked up. 